1: Football Social Daily, the Premier League podcast. Welcome to Football Social Daily, an award-winning Premier League podcast. On tomorrow's episode, we'll be hearing from former Manchester United class of 92 member Ben Thornley. Maybe not the first name you think of when it comes to the class of 92, but Beckham, Scholes, Giggs, Neville, and others have said that he could well have been the best of the bunch had it not been for a nasty injury. We'll hear all about that from Ben on tomorrow's show. But for today, we're going to talk about Chelsea. There is so much going on. Frank Lampard is back at the bridge. The owner is down in the dressing room after matches. And there could be Julian Nagelsmann in the offing for the summer. We're going to talk about Chelsea, so we've got to talk to someone who lives and breathes the blues, joining us today from the Blue Day podcast, which is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Keith is with us. How are you doing, Keith? I'm not doing too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, and I'm glad you're here because I've been wanting for a few weeks to pick the brains of a Chelsea fan about exactly what is going on at Stamford Bridge because it looks like a mess from the outside. So let's start with Lampard. He's back in the building a legend, one of my favourite players growing up actually, Frank Lampard, absolutely loved the way he played the game. And the fans seem to love him too, but it's not gone to plan his return, has it? It hasn't. It's summed up
2: our season actually, to be honest. It's not the defeats. I think many Chelsea fans can take defeats, but it's the manner of them. And it's not Lampard's fault. We know that there is there is an issue going on in, between, in regards to... With what happened with Potter, with what happened with Tuchel as well. And I think a lot of Chelsea fans just can't wait for this season to finish. There's a lot of sort of talk about in terms of whether the players are up for it, whether Lampard is going to have the time to improve some of the players more mentally rather than the actual playing side.
1: But yeah, it's just a complete mess at the moment. Absolute mess the fans kind of look past the job he might have to do for the next few weeks because it is all about getting to the summer is there almost an acceptance amongst the Chelsea fans that there's not a great deal that Lampard can do to fix this
2: I was there on Saturday when we lost to the Seagulls of Brighton and a lot of them after the game were saying he sh- he should not have been asked to have the job basically at the end of the day you know reading between the lines Todd's only appointed him to appease the supporters it's not because of what he's done as a coach, because his track record, with all due respect, is not a great one when you compare it to other managers. And it is basically to appease the supporters, to make sure that the supporters do not turn on Todd. Unfortunately, many supporters, not, not the majority, but there are a few, are starting to turn on Todd
1: and thinking that this guy has not got a clue. What do you think? Do you think Todd Bowley knows what he's doing, Keith? Because I've been quite vocal about this on the podcast in the last few months. I don't think he knows what he's doing. So I'd be interested to get your opinion.
2: I think he's a very good businessman because he's got more money than I have, so he knows what to uh, <laughs> do in that in that essence. But as somebody who knows his football, absolutely not. Um, I mean, I've I've said it on my podcast as well a few times. You know, is is Todd and his band of merry misfits? You know, again, looking from the outside, it's like he's playing his own version of football manager in terms of he's bringing in young players. And he's basically getting somebody, whether it's somebody he wants or somebody that he's been advised by the other members to coach them. And for me, I don't believe. I mean, I said this when there was talk about him potentially buying the club or it was going to be Martin Broughton or Lord Coe. Todd was not my choice because of his background in terms of he's got no idea of English football, no idea of the concept of how to run a football club. He knows how to run a sports franchise, a sports business, which is fine. But a football club is a whole different story. And he has made poor decisions one after another for, the, for nearly 12 months. I get Tuchel had to go, and there are reasons... I don't need to explain on here why he had to go, both from a football standpoint and from a personal standpoint, but bringing in Potter was such the wrong move. I I, I said this at the time, it's like having somebody work at McDonald's, end up working at the Ritz, was never going to work.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Potter's gone. He brings in Frank, and as I've already said, it was he was there to appease the supporters. And I don't blame Lampard for taking it because anybody would have taken the job. It's nine, ten games for him to put himself on the map to maybe find himself a club in the summer. I there's no way he's going to get the job next season. My main concern is the, the the players themselves, a lot of their careers are stagnating at the moment. They're not going anywhere. And that is well, partly one of the reasons why Todd is to blame, because it, there doesn't seem to be a plan in place on how to improve this football club.
1: What do you make of those transfers, those signings that Todd Bowley has made? And I'd say that Todd Bowley has made them, not just because he's the owner, but... You know, often now you have a director of football that will make the signings or the manager has the first pick when it comes to the signings. But it seems like the owner is the one that's going through with these signings, which is unusual in itself. I think the summer was a complete horror show
2: in terms of transfers in and out. January, and, I, and I've said this on my show, I've said this to people at at, at the bridge, I think January there was a planning plan in place that he's brought in some gut, he's brought in some transfer negotiators, he's brought in some people that are very well known in, in, in the transfer business about bringing in young players and moulding a team that could potentially be successful, which is all, all well and good. Mudrick transfer fee was a little bit steep. The likes of Enzo Fernandes, again, I thought the transfer was a transfer fee was a bit steep but in terms of the model that Chelsea are trying to implement the summer completely different my main issue with regards to the summer was a case of we needed to buy something and we ended up buying somebody who Pep Guardiola didn't want anymore that should tell you not to touch but alas we did and we spend a lot of money on a 31 year old defender who case in point can't defend in this league and it's just one thing after another and we've spent over 600 million pounds and we haven't got a striker we haven't got a lethal striker that can put the ball in the back of the net we've got some we've got one who is on our hell of a lot of money that doesn't want to be there the only reason why he was there was because of his good friend Tuchel, who was sacked two days after he joined well his head's not in the game he's not going to be part of the squad, especially if our old manager excludes him from the team. The other striker, we've got Brozier, who's injured. He's got a a, a terrible injury. Hopefully, he'll be back by pre-season. But we we play players that are attacking midfielders that attend as a striker. No wonder we're not
1: scoring goals. So when it comes to the Chelsea squad, is it quite simply, Keith, that every single player is underperforming is it just the new signings? Are there only a handful of players that are covering themselves in glory? Is it a whole squad thing?
2: I would say it's a whole squad thing. I mean, I, you know, again, my my love for Frank will never dwindle. As a player, he was outstanding and he was part of one of the best Chelsea sides I've ever seen in my lifetime. As a coach, I think he's still got a lot to learn. I was absolutely baffled that he made Kepa captain one of the worst goalkeepers i've seen at this football club and he made him captain one of the reasons why from what i was told was the fact he's because he's been there one of the longest times out of all the other players which i still find baffling but in terms of players but, you know back to your original question about uh, as players under underperformed i'd say a lot of them but there to some certain man, uh, players credit some of them haven't been given a fair chance to impress. Conor Gallagher, who I thought was our best player on Saturday, scored a fluke goal, but he was everywhere. For me, he was not given a fair chance under the previous managers. I'm hoping he starts tonight and I'm hoping he, he gets a regular run in the team. For me, that's the only one I would say on top of my head that's actually put in a shift this season. Thiago Silva's done well in, in, in parts, but again, he's, he's, he's approaching 40, and he's our best centre-back. That, again, is a major problem. Everyone else, I think, has been very, very below par, hasn't helped with the new signings, hasn't helped with the difference of managers, and yeah, we, we
1: need to get somebody in quick that can mould the team properly. You say get somebody in quick, I think with where Chelsea are in the table, 11th at the moment, you're not going to get into Europe and you're not going to go down. So it is very much stagnation at the moment. And the reports coming out today, Keith, are that Julian Nagelsmann, the former Bayern Munich manager, is in talks with Chelsea to take over the job. Would that be the sort of manager you think could get a tune out of these players who are just simply underperforming right now?
2: He's not my choice. I can see why the club would want him. I can see why the guys, again, sort of working under Todd, who was at RB Leipzig, who worked with Nagelsmann, I can see why he would want him. And it makes sense from the club standpoint. We're bringing in that Christopher and from Leipzig, who, again, has worked well under Nagelsmann. So that fits. My personal preference would be Enrique.
1: Why him? Any particular reason for having Luis Enrique as the next manager? I think he's
2: got better experience of working as a top-level coach. I believe he's also got that experience of working with unbelievable players at Barcelona and he moulded them into a successful side. And for me, you need to get the right appointment in that is going to make your side into winners. I think Nagelsmann, it's very, very interesting. Somebody who I spoke to who's a former player, he said to me, Nagelsmann and Lampard, there's no difference. Nagelsmann's just a German Lampard in terms of his coaching philosophy in terms of what he can bring to the table which I found quite interesting to that point but for me personally Enrique would provide the experience needed and he's got that experience of making players into winners Nagelsmann's done that but there's I think there's a lot of baggage that is there with Nagelsmann that a lot of people don't know about and it could have probably come to public light in the next coming months it'll be interesting where he goes because there are there is talks about Nagelsmann wanting the Madrid job there's talk about him wanting the PSG job whether he's using this to perhaps get his agent to maybe say to the clubs listen Chelsea are interested in him do you want to give him a bit more money to maybe tie him into a deal he could be using that that's where I think that could be going but it'll, it'll either be Nagelsmann or Enrique for the job
1: Okay, well, we think that that managerial appointment, because it's not going to be Frank Lampard carrying on, let's face it, will be made in the summer. Are you already thinking about the summer, Keith, just finally? Are you already thinking about next season? Are you just wanting it to be the end of May already, uh, a month and a half's time so the season's over? I've been thinking about the end of the season at Christmas
2: when we were (laughs) playing poorly and we were getting bad results. I've been thinking about end of season since then. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm concerned with where our club is going at the moment and the summer I'm hopeful there will be a clean slate. I'm hopeful that Todd can keep his mouth shut and don't say stupid remarks like Chelsea are going to beat Real Madrid 3-0. Things like that is not helping his cause with the supporters, is not helping his cause of course because players are going to find out about what stupid comments he makes as well. And there's I think there's gonna be a lot of upheaval as well in the summer. There's a lot of talk and a lot of rumours about season ticket prices are going up, match day ticket prices are going up at the club. If we're not in Europe and we finish twelfth, bearing in mind Crystal Palace recently sacked their manager, they're only three points behind us now. That tells you where we are at the moment. And if it wasn't for Tuchel getting the points on the board earlier in the season You know, suffice to say, we would be in a right relegation battle right now because we have been poor all season. So, yeah, I can't wait till the summer. I want this season done and dusted. Get rid of the Deadwood at the club. I don't care if we have to release them out of their contracts. We're not going to get the same transfer fees we got from them. Sell them for cheap. Sell them for 5 million, 10 million. I don't care. Just get them out of our club. Start again. If Mount wants to sign a new deal, let him sign a new deal. If he doesn't want to sign a new deal, let him go and we can start again.
1: Really interesting to hear your take, Keith, in the fact that you are looking forward to the end of the season for probably the wrong reasons, as opposed to what Chelsea are normally looking forward to at this time of year. It feels crazy to me that that altercation between Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte with that handshake was only this season it feels like a lifetime ago with everything that's gone on at Tottenham and of course at Chelsea and all of the latest stuff that is happening at Chelsea Keith talks about on his podcast the Blue Day which is part of the sports social network and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts so go and check it out the Blue Day and Keith is the host of that often joined by former Chelsea players as well so you don't want to miss that if you are a Blue. Keith, thanks for your time. That is it for today's Football Social Daily. If you hit subscribe on this show you won't miss any of our interviews with former Premier League players. We spoke to a Chelsea legend actually Pat Nevin on last week's show and on tomorrow's episode we'll be speaking to ex-Manchester United player Ben Thornley. So hit subscribe and you won't miss it. But for me and Keith, that's it today, and we'll catch you next time. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sport Social Podcast Network.